Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We at Clarion Call Christian Center are delighted that you chose to listen to our worship service. Each of our pastors endeavor to preach the word of God with clarity to your spirit. So let us enter the service already in progress. We are in a crisis right now. What they have said to be a pandemic. A pandemic causes pandemonium, as you have seen. And people become very afraid, and they begin to do things that they don't understand. Folks clearing out the shelves of food and and uh, all kind of products because they know something's bad may be happening and it's already happening. But what they don't understand is that this is just simply a fulfillment of the words that Christ spoke. He said in the last days, these things are going to happen. You're going to see pestilence Amen. that's going to run through the earth. Amen. But what we have to believe is that we belong to the Lord. And that the Lord is going to protect us. Yeah. <laughs> but it's by faith, y'all. It's by faith. You have to believe that God is going to, uh, to protect you because you believe his word. Amen? And so today, to talk about the communion is very appropriate. So I want to read something to you first of all. It is found in St. Matthew, chapter 26. I'm going to start there. You don't have to turn to it, but I'm going to read it. Let me see here. Excuse me a moment. Looking for my notes. Here they are. So we're good now. <laughs> Matthew chapter 26, starting at verse 1. And the scripture reads as follows. And it came to pass, when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, Ye know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Skip down to verse 14. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What ye will ye give me, and I will deliver him unto you? And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. Now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Wherewith thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, the master said, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, 
that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceeding sorrowful and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said unto him, Thou hast said. Verse 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and brake it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Verse 30, And when they had sung an hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. I read to you <coughs> the first place in the scriptures where it is recorded that Jesus took bread and he gave it to his disciples and also the cup. This act establishes what is called the Holy Communion. It's also called the Lord's Supper. And I think many of us are familiar with the Lord's Supper, especially when we were young. I know I was, but I didn't know what it was when I saw it. It was a picture on your living room wall. You know that famous picture you see of Jesus sitting in the middle and some of the boys on the end, his disciples, they're talking and pointing down there. And you're, you don't know what that is, but after a while you live a little bit and you realize that's the Lord's Supper. And this is what they were doing here. I was at uh, Smiley's yesterday. And I saw a gentleman had bought a picture. And I got a glance at it, and that's what it was. It was a picture of the Lord's Supper. And so I got to thinking about this also. And I said, wow, you know, the Lord is really speaking to me about this. All right. They are eating a meal that celebrates and commemorates what was instituted in Egypt when the death angel passed over the homes of the Israelites to slay the firstborn of Egypt to deliver them out of slavery. And you'll find that in Exodus chapter 12. This meal is known as the Passover. And that's what they're talking about. And when we have the Passover, we're taking communion. But our focus is on remembering the horrible death our Lord Jesus suffered yes. to win our salvation. When we take communion, we are focusing on the application of the blood of Jesus to our lives so that we are delivered out of sin. Amen. The slavery of sin. And we all know that.
But except we didn't have to kill a lamb to get its blood and make the application. But Jesus himself had his blood. He presented it to the Father. And so he is able to apply that blood to our lives. And so then we are delivered. We are not suffering the wrath of God, the judgment of God, as the Israel or as the Egyptians did, because they didn't have the application of the blood on their lintel and doorposts. But we have the application of the blood, if you will, on our lintel and doorposts. So the blood of Jesus is very important in the communion. In winning our salvation, there are two promises that come into focus. Forgiveness and healing. Forgiveness and healing. For years, there's been so much emphasis on the blood of Jesus. You have all kind of songs singing about the blood of Jesus. I imagine some have at least three on their mind right now. (laughs) Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I know it was the blood. So we talk about the blood. But we don't give any emphasis to the body. We have no emphasis. And look at what the scripture says. The first thing that Jesus took when he was taking the communion, when he was celebrating the Passover, he took bread. The second thing is the cup. So it must be that the bread is just as important as the cup. But the church has neglected the bread. That bread, the Lord told them to take in Egypt. It was unleavened bread. They were to eat it with bitter herbs. And see, when we see this communion here, we have a problem because we see it and we have looked at it and we've partaken of it so many times that it just becomes a ritual to us. That's where the problem is. So with that, let's go to a very familiar passage of scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And everybody know this scripture. You've heard it time and time again. But let's talk about that scripture. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27 through 30. And it reads as follows. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily 
eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. They are dead. And he's talking about Christians, those who have believed on the Lord Jesus. But there's a problem that they are receiving the communion unworthily. And we've been taught that when you come to this table, the Lord's table, that you need to examine yourself. And what many of them are saying is you need to examine yourself if there is some sin in your life. Because if you take this communion and there's some sin in your life, God's going to kill you. He's going to mess you up. He's going to bring condemnation on you. And so even a lot of Christians, they remember that, you know, I said a bad word yesterday. I said something about this person yesterday. Or oh, I did this, and I'm still guilty about something. So I don't think I better take this communion because I don't want God to kill me. And so we are in the wrong state of mind right there. See, when you're ignorant about something, it doesn't help you. It only hurts you. Because what you don't understand that in the bread and in the cup is the blessing of the Lord. Especially for the Christian. God did not allow Jesus to go through what he went through so that you can run away from the Lord if you are established in him. God wants you to come freely to the table. You see, we look at these two elements down here, what we call elements, the juice and the bread. And we say, well, what is that to these things? It's a lot to it. Because this is the Lord's body. This is a holy and sacred time that in many churches it has become a ritual or a tradition. And many times all we do is have it once a month. But we are to partake of this communion as often as ye would. Even when you think about it, you ought to partake of it. Because it's, it's something to help you not hurt you. Yes, it's, it's not for the unbeliever because he does not have an established relationship with the Lord. He's not supposed to partake of this table. But every believer is to partake of this table as often as ye remember the Lord's death. That's what it's for, for you to remember his death. This communion is the way God delivers to you every benefit that Jesus won for us on the cross. Amen. 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 It wasn't just forgiveness of sins to wash your sins away. See, that's what people want to think about when they are thinking about, you know, I got to get to heaven. I got to make sure my sins are cleansed. I got to make sure there's nothing in there that the Lord can, uh, can point his finger at and say, you're not right in this area. It's not that. Because guess what? 
None of us are perfect. And if perfection was the prerequisite for us to be accepted by the Lord, none of us will be accept accepted. Nobody in this room, nobody in the body of Christ. The only person that's acceptable to God is Jesus Christ himself. He's the only one who had the perfect life that had what, what the Lord required of us. He had the blood and he paid the price. But the Lord also gave up his body. He suffered a terrible death. He was beaten. He was bruised. He was broken for us. And we are not to take it lightly that he went through the things that he went through because he did it for us so that we will receive the benefit. The scripture says that by the stripe of Jesus, we have been healed. And see, we've heard that, we've heard that scripture so many times. We've heard it so many times. Yes, I've been healed. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, why am I still dealing with this? Why am I still hurting here? Why am I having this problem? Why is this going on in my life? But see, you're still operating in fear and doubt. When you partake of this communion, when you partake of the bread, you are partaking of the body of Jesus. And Jesus' body didn't have any kind of ailment or sickness or disease in it. And so the Lord wants us, when we take this communion, to ingest him. That's what we're doing. We're ingesting him. And when we ingest him, we're ingesting our salvation. We're ingesting our forgiveness. We're ingesting our healing. We're ingesting our health. We're ingesting being whole. And so when I prayed for Pastor Merrill, I came in with a mission. Because I know the enemy will put fear in your heart. He will tell you through the night, he will tell you when you're walking around, you're going to die. You feel that pain, it means you got cancer. You're going to die. And see, the enemy wants to clutter your thinking so that you don't, uh, don't think about what the Lord has done for you. That's what he wants to do. He doesn't want you to think about the fact that Jesus suffered those blows. He suffered those stripes. There's a Greek word that says that, or there's an there's a understanding that when Jesus took those blows and after they finished beating him, his body was one big wide gash. His back was open. He was tortured. And the Bible says that Jesus could not even be recognized as a man. He was beaten mercilessly. And you think the Lord went through all of that to just say, oh, well, I did this for you, but that's it. You get to talk about that and see this in movies, and that's it. No. When God was doing, was establishing for us, to be healed. 
to be healed in the earth. To walk whole. When the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt, God had them to eat the sacrifice. And when they ate that sacrifice, if you read in Psalms 105, it said he brought them out with silver and gold and not one of them were feeble. As you see in the Ten Commandments, you see people being brought out on stretchers. You see them with crutches and canes. That didn't happen. That is a flaw in that movie. God made sure that every person that was coming out of slavery, they were totally healed after they ate the sacrifice. And so this is what we need to have confidence in God about. That when his son was beaten to a pulp, when he was shamed, when he was spit upon, when the crowns of thorns were pressed in his head, and he didn't even look like a man, we are to have confidence that his stripes healed us. The enemy doesn't want you to know that. The enemy doesn't want you to believe that. But why do you believe, if you don't believe that, why do you believe his blood cleanses your sins? Why do you believe that if I confess Jesus as Lord, your mind is thinking about the blood cleansed me. But your mind isn't thinking about his body healed me. He didn't just take the cup. He took the bread also. But when we take that bread, it heals us. So many churches go through this thing as a ritual. Okay, it's the, it's the first Sunday. It's the fifth Sunday. All right, we got communion. Let's get the cracker and the juice. And let's get this over with. Because you know what? It's not going to do anything for you. Because you have not properly discerned the body of the Lord. And when you don't properly discern the body of the Lord, and when you discern the body of the Lord, what you're doing is you're understanding that his body was beaten and broken for your healing. That's why the Christians were weak and sickly and a lot of them died. How many people you think have died prematurely? This is talking about a premature death. You die premature because you don't believe this. I'm talking to Christians. That's who's supposed to take this. Christians. But Paul said they're dying because they didn't discern properly. We know how to act. We know how to say, oh, God, I got sin in my life, so uh, uh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't take the communion. But who are you? This is the blood of Jesus. It cleanses your sins. God wants you to come to him, sin and all, whatever it is, bad thoughts, you said something you shouldn't have said, you got angry, you stole something. It doesn't matter. God wants you to come right to that table and say the blood of Jesus cleanses me from my sin. Christian, don't shortchange yourself. Don't think that this we're, we're receiving is just a piece of bread, is just a cracker, is just some juice. The Lord is looking. He looks at this. 
And guess what else? He's looking at your heart to see how you're receiving it. Are you receiving it in a manner that is worthy? Let me read something to you. I'm going to go back up in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I mean, it's a chapter 11. Verse 20. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 20. When ye come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating every one taketh before other his own supper. And one is hungry, and another is drunken. What? Have ye not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of God and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. <clears throat> Paul is talking about how the Christians at that time, they were going around and they were taking communion but what they were doing was satisfying their hunger. They were taking food that was not theirs and eating it to fulfill their hunger. And what they were doing was neglecting others who needed to eat as well. And then some of them were getting drunk at the same time. So in other words, they were taking communion in a manner that was unworthy. That's what this is talking about. You're not unworthy because you have a sin. Because guess what, y'all? There are sins of commission, sins of omission, and for some, some of us, there are sins of transmission. Sins of somebody else is transferred to you by a spirit. So you think, you think you have done everything that God wants you to do. I guarantee you haven't. And I'm not trying to condemn anyone. But it says that you can't satisfy the requirement that God has for our salvation. But you have to trust in the blood of Jesus to cleanse you from all sin. And when the blood of Jesus cleanses you from sin, you have right standing with God, and the Bible says you become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You become righteous. So when you become right with God, it means you can go directly to him yourself. And you can tell him what you need. It says come boldly to the throne of grace that you may receive help in time of need. Not to be afraid that, oh, my God, I, I, I got something in my life. Well, go get it cleansed. The blood of Jesus doesn't stop cleansing you just because you have done something or said something. Amen? Amen. But his body has not been properly discerned. We have been partaking of this bread with the unbelief that it is nothing. There is no power in it. There's nothing in it except me putting crumbs in my teeth that I got to clean out. This is the body of Christ. And think about it. You must receive his body for healing. This is God's way. It's his delivery system 
whereby you receive everything that the finished work of Christ brought to you. It is finished. Now all you have to do is receive it by faith. Amen. wanted to read something, but I don't think it's necessary. I kind of left my notes there and did my own explanation. <laughs> but the Holy Communion, you all, this is a serious thing. It's called the Holy Communion. And Jesus made it holy when he established it when they were partaking of the Passover. So it becomes holy, and it's holy to us. And when it's holy, that means it's set apart for us, not for anybody just can flippantly come and partake of this. Because this will work in reverse, as you can see. It'll work against you if you receive it in the wrong way. You got to believe that this is the blood of Jesus and the body of Christ. And receive it as such. Because the Lord never intended for any of us to be sick, to be feeble, to be weary, to be hurting. He never intended that. He never intended it from the beginning. He wanted Adam and Eve to live forever. But what happened? Yes. But it, how did it come? Disobedience, but somebody partook of something that the Lord said, don't partake of. And it was Adam partaking of the forbidden fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so by the very act of eating, It caused sin, death, destruction, disease, sickness, and all of those things to come upon mankind. Now, by the very act of eating, we can be whole, we can be healed, we can be delivered. The enemy can't do nothing better than God. God established this eating to bring healing and deliverance to us. So we take the blood for forgiveness and to be cleansed from our sins and the body is for our healing. God wants you healed. God wants you walking around without ailments, without sickness and disease. Think about this. The Bible says Jesus was in the earth doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So when Jesus came on the scene, when you read in the Gospels, he always did something. And many times it was healing. The woman with the issue of the blood. She had faith to believe that if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And when she touched Jesus by faith, Something went out of Jesus. Uh -huh. 
What was that? It was that anointing and that power. And guess where it came from? It came out of his body. He had that already in his body. That's why he is the bread of life. He told the Pharisees and the scribes, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you cannot be mine. And they were highly confused. How in the world can we eat his flesh and drink his blood? This is what the Lord is talking about. His flesh went back to heaven. But his blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat for us. So that we will be washed and cleansed. But I thank God that his body, his body is whole, is healthy, and all I have to do is receive it, and it's going to be transferred to me. And I'm going to be healed in the name of Jesus. And so when I went to the hospital to pray for Pastor Merrill, this is what I had in mind. I know and I have faith that the body is going to heal our body. I believe. Some people may think you're out of your mind. No, I'm not. I'm in my right mind. Because I'm walking by faith and not by sight. So, when you receive this communion, I want you to receive it in the right manner. I want you to discern the Lord's body. That means to make a distinction. You need to make a distinction between the blood and the body. They're different. A lot of people take these elements as one thing. It's doing all of the work. But the Lord wants you to separate them to see the benefits of both of them. That one is for something and the other is for the other thing. Forgiveness and healing. Amen? I know this is not a shout message, but it should be. Because there is understanding. Think about it. Some people are having communion now. They don't even understand what this is about. They just know the pastor is going to pass out the juice and the cracker again on this Sunday. So we're going to have to stay a little bit longer in church. That's all they know. That's all they're thinking about. See, when they think in that manner, they're partaking of the blood and body wrong. You're already wrong. When you're saying, oh, my God, we got to. We got to take that communion stuff again. You don't even know what it's doing for you. You're not even considering what Jesus has gone through for you and the benefits of it. I don't want to miss this. Because I know when I partake of this, I am partaking of the Lord himself. And when I partake of him, he is going to bring strength and health and wholeness in my body. And when everybody else is walking around, bent over, can't hardly move, I'm going to be walking through just getting it. I had, <laughs> I had one guy in the mill he saw me walking through the mill, and I, I, I be getting it. I go through the mill, and I'm walking pretty fast. 
He said, he said, Terry, you're walking like a young man. I said, I am. But this is what I'm thinking about. Jesus' body makes you young again. But we're, we're missing that. We're saying to ourselves, I'm supposed to be in pain. I'm getting old. Well, aging took place when sin came in the earth and upon all men. But by the obedience of the second Adam, he made us all whole and to partake of the benefits. One brought sin and death and sickness into the earth. Jesus brought forgiveness and life. Saints, don't cut yourself short. Don't decide in your mind that this is not doing anything for me. When you think about this, when you start thinking about what Jesus suffered for you, and we're in that season now in which we're going to celebrate his death, burial, and resurrection. But when you start thinking about Jesus, he said, do this in remembrance of me. You don't have to be here in church. You don't have to be with somebody when you partake of this. You can be by yourself. I partake of communion by myself a lot of times. When I get up in the night and can't sleep, I go right to my refrigerator and I get one of those. And I said, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your body. I remember your death. And I receive you now. And I partake of the blood and the body. So whenever you think about it, partake. Some people ask the question. How many times should I take it? Should I do twice a day? Should I do once a week, twice a week? What? Well, how well do you want to be? How well do you want to be? You know, you have to, when you're partaking of the Lord's body and the blood, you have to see yourself healed. Even if you can't hardly move, you have to still see yourself whole. And as you see yourself whole, you're going to become whole. Because you'll, you'll be amazed at what your mind can do. The imaginations in your heart can cause a thing to be. I remember when I was trying to uh, learn how to drive a standard ship. I didn't know how. I didn't ask anybody how. But because I knew how it worked, and I can see it in my mind, you're pressing the clutch, you're pulling the lever back, you're releasing. I used to roll that over in my mind. I'd see it. I'd be sitting there just meditating on it, meditating on it, meditating on it. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. And when I got in there and started driving a standard ship, it was just like I'd been driving it. Just like I'd been driving it because I meditated on it and I saw myself driving that vehicle. This is what you have to do with this. If there is any ailment in your body, any sickness, you have to see yourself healed over and over again. Even when you're hurting, even when you just seems like the pain won't stop. Even when it seems like, Lord, when are you, you going to heal this? When are you going to take care of this? Keep on taking it. Keep on receiving his body. Keep on, keep on, keep on. 
before you know it, you're going to be walking around moving. You're going to realize, oh, my God, I've been healed. When did it happen? I, I, I don't know. I, I just know it's done. You'll be like the man at the temple when he was like, oh, my God, I'm healed. He went through the temple leaping and jumping and dancing. That's how you're going to be. Amen. So, saints of God, I wanted to just talk about the communion. There's a whole lot to this subject, and I didn't even share it. There's a lot more detail about the lamb and how they prepared the lamb, what was required, the fact that Jesus is the lamb. There's a whole lot of more detail into this. But your confidence and faith needs to be in the fact that the bread is for your healing and the blood is for your forgiveness. You become right with God. You are in right standing with God. And the Lord is establishing in you a healed body so that you can honor and glorify God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We at Clarion Call Christian Center thank God that you worship with us. We are located at 213 Green Street in the city of Warner Robins, Georgia. Feel free to join us at any of our scheduled services or fellowships. They are worship service each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Sunday school, second and fourth Sundays at 9 a.m. Bible study every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Women of the Kingdom Sisterhood Fellowship every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Remember that you are a value to the kingdom of God. Be blessed.